It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind First let me see your right hand Next let me see your left hand and then you wave both hands in the air. And that's the Kwarteng Skank. Yes, I want to see the Kwarteng Skank. You got fired. That's the Kwarteng Skank. <laughs> You're a dickhead. And that's the Kwarteng Skank. No longer Chancellor. That's the Kwarteng Skank. Rude boy. That's the Kwarteng Skank. Oh, the Kwarteng Skank is basically you just waving goodbye to a coon. Just waving goodbye to a wonky hair-lined coon. Yes, man, I said, show me how you got flung out That's the new skank, skank <laughs> Woo, what a time, what a time I really miss, I really miss funky house I really miss funky house, seriously I really miss it Ah, Oh, those were the good times Around 2008, 2007 Ah, I really migraine skanked did I migraine skank the other day? Where did I hear it? I think I might have heard it at the Woman King after party. Yeah, it might have been at the Woman King after party, but yeah, it was it was a mood, it was a tune. Um, well, yeah, it's me, Kalechi, and a blood club place to be, and you are listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. And I'm back and I guess you're back and I guess we're back. Um, if it's, this is your first time listening, well, welcome to the crew. Loving the crew. Loving the crew. Yeah. Well, we're back. So it feels like there's lots to get through this week, but I don't know if I've got the energy for it. I'm trying to finish off the last dregs of writing, you know, the first sort of drafts of my short story collection. I've got one sick story to just wrap up um but the other seven are pretty much out there there with with my editor the baby girl and once I've done this one I just feel a bit more free obviously obviously you know that you're going to get the editor's notes and that will really make you hate your life like I go through such an interesting process when I first receive the notes like there's a what the fuck and then then I read it and I'm like, yeah, well, fair. Fairs, fairs, all's fair. Um, and then I get to actioning it and some things just feel maybe sometimes more challenging than others, but it's all for a beautiful, beautiful vision. So I'm with it, you know, I'm with it. So uh, yeah, I've just had a lot going on for trying to finish up, um, up on that, but I'm super proud of the stories. My God, I was saying in my close friend stories, if you're a patron, you really should let me know if you wanted to be at, if you want to be added to close friends, because that's where I'm really spilling the tea. <laughs> I don't care because I'll say what I want. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, um, when I was, uh, you know, discussing all of this on close friends, uh, on the close friends stories, I was basically saying how 
Writing is so interesting to me Because it feels like You're like channeling For me that's what it feels like Like channeling Because I read some of the stories back And I'm like Rah you're an actual don Like the concept is sick Like even if you've got to like Move the words around To make shit make sense And then you've got these Massive plot holes And then you're just like Okay I need to Tighten up on that The actual concept Can't touch me The actual concept I'm really that fucking girl Okay I'm that girl Yeah I am So I'm excited. I'm excited for people to read it because I'm just like, and it's funny, I had um, a DM from Yomi a few days ago. Well, not a few days ago, like literally, was it today? I've lost all concept of space and time. Anyway, um, I, for a while, everybody thought, and I said this in a previous episode, maybe when I announced the book deal, but for a long time, everybody was expecting from me the nonfiction Okay, I'm going to write about anger And that's what I really wanted to do as well But initially, what I approached my agent with initially Was actually fiction And so to have done this like full circle To be back with fiction It kind of proves my conviction Hey! Come on, poets laureates Poets laureate Come through, baby Um, It proved my conviction in the fact that the things I want to say, the things that I want to convey to the world, I don't want to beat you over the head with nonfiction where you're like, oh, serious, serious. Let's have a little bit of loving. Let's have a little bit of romantic, you know? Let's have a little bit of sexy. Let's have a little bit of funny. Let's have a little bit of sci-fi. Eh? And then when you mix that all together, I get to make my point, but my point is not immediately overt, you know, because we're following these characters and, um, you know, these different black women as protagonists and then taking in their experiences. And as you're taking in their experiences, you're actually then being uh, subjected to or you're absorbing and you're being introduced to my way of thinking and the things that I couldn't possibly want to spend time explaining in such a like um, a kind of linear form. It's if that if you could put it like that, like I get to explore these things in the abstract, and you then get to explore them with me through the characters. So yeah, and it's funny. Then Yomi messaged me, and she basically said the same thing that her teacher told her early on. That yeah, while you could write things straight down, um, you know, down down the line and be like, this is this and this is that. Sometimes for the revolution that you want, you've got to dress it all up in fiction and then present that to people because they are willing to suspend disbelief in order to go where you're going. Um, And sometimes that's necessary. That's necessary because people sometimes are so entrenched in their, like certain notions are so deeply entrenched in people's psyches that if you gave them something, no chaser, they would not be able to take it in. But you then say, imagine if, And then that imagine if means that they have to put something down and allow the vulnerability that um, imagination requires. And then boom, you go in and you make your point. So yeah, I'm, I'm just fully excited that um, I get to present these stories to the world um, next year. Very excited. Um, But we move, we move, we move. And that's what keeps me going when I've got all of these things to juggle and so much is happening in and around me, in and around, in around me sounds like I'm like announcing some kind of pregnancy. No, but just generally, like in, in terms of my my own psyche and my own um, kind of growth and evolution, um, all of these things happening, and you're like, yeah, let me, you know, 
finish and get this this story out of me. But at the same time, I understand when I've added certain things to the story, I'm like, I could not have added that in if I hadn't done this thing, which then, yeah, it all it just all ties in basically. But I'm really enjoying the process. I'm really, really, really enjoying it. And I hope that my enjoyment of the stories really comes through. So if you haven't pre-ordered the ting, um, you can use tinyurl.com forward slash edge of here. And that should take you there. But I think we've got a new link. I've got to check with Annie. I think there's a new link um, that we're meant to use because it's got the other retailers and not just Amazon. Um, But yeah, it's out September 14th. Remember that September 14th, 2023, some of you are trying to order in the past and I need you to remember that this is happening in the future. Um, And for other announcements, I love that you're all getting your dickhead in recovery affirmation cards. I love that they found their people. It means so, so much to me. Big apologies, huge apologies to the people who ordered on my birthday, like first thing in the morning on my birthday and I haven't received their cards. Why? Because the box that yours was in was so neatly packed that it looked like my other boxes in my office because my office at the moment is a mess. And if you know anything about me, I fucking hate clutter. I hate it. And at the moment, there's just bare boxes in my um, office. And so this just looked neatly packed with the rest of the boxes until like I got a couple emails, um, like people were like, where's my order? And I was like, what the fuck? And I was right about to go and beef the post office. And then something drew my eye to the fact that that box was slightly separate to the le- uh, to the rest. Went and opened it and all your shiny envelopes were there. I said, Jesus of the Royal Mails, Lord, what have we done? But it's all beautifully packed, all ready to go. So um, first thing tomorrow morning. So basically, probably as you're listening to this, I would have already gone to the post office and dropped your things off because they're very, very quick. Even with the strikes, you know, everyone else's um, uh, packages was making it to them. I don't know if that makes you feel better, but... <laughs> But basically what I'm saying is that you'll get yours super, super soon. Um, Mercury must have been doing a number on me. Um, But we move, we move. So that's that. You're getting your dickhead in recovery affirmation cards. Um, And the other announcement is that, you know, I did say that the next live show, the next big live show wouldn't be until September 14th. No, um, after September 14th, when my book comes out, my short story collection, However, like I said, I'll be doing smaller shows and I want to take those smaller shows around the UK. So first up is Manchester, Manchester. I'll be seeing you on Sunday, 11th of December, 2022. That is the 11th, Sunday, 11th of December this year. That's how quickly I'm coming through because what? The collection of cough train never stops, baby. Not for no one, not for no motherfucking body, whoever you think you are, bitch. I stay moving, okay? I stay moving. Get with the program, ho, and always make sure that you stay with the winning team. Even when I was telling my mandem, I was telling my mandem that I'm staying with her. I'm sick of you don't look. I keep going, keep flourishing, keep doing me, period. Okay. Anyway, that was a by the by, but you know, I've always got to throw some digs in there. All I'm saying is Manchester Sunday, December the 11th, I believe will be rolling through. Um, and I really can't wait because it's, uh, it's beautiful. The venue is gorgeous. Um, it's very, very cute. Um, and it's going to be a mood. It's going to be a mood. Uh, this one, I get to take things back to what I wanted to take them to. This is what I was struggling with, I guess, in terms of Saddlers. While, you know, I'm, it just felt like I just, 
kind of had this massive growth spurt and I and maybe that's what felt so kind of uncomfortable for me so I want to do the smaller shows where we can have more conversation so for my OG listeners if you remember like the CLF art cafe uh, where we would have like a minute you get to come on the stage for a minute to say what's on your mind that sort of thing and bringing back aspects of that because um I want it to be more of a conversation so we're calling it the SYM symposium so kind of like symposium but SYM symposium basically um so there'll be a series of these that'll be popping up throughout the, the well one this year as in Manchester and then next year popping up you know either around the UK or somewhere in the US uh, where we can have conversations and have a great time and catch joke. All I know is that when I hit up Manchester, I'm definitely going to, is it La Killoff? Or is it, do I want to go there or is it Akbar's for my food? Because is it Akbar's that has the, the long naan bread in Deansgate, if it's still there? Want to eat that because all my life is about food, in case you haven't noticed. La Killoff, I want the kind of the sheet kebab or is it sheet kebab um, wrap roll? That they wrap in naan bread I pretty much fall asleep soon after But want that Or Well definitely I'm saying or Definitely need my chicken split From Chicken Run I need that I need that So I know I heard that they now do a vegan split as well So I don't know if I can find a way To incorporate that into Incorporate that into the live show But I definitely Need to eat at Chicken Run At some point Um, But yeah Generally going to be In Manchester I imagine I'll arrive probably the day before um, to catch a vibe, to catch some joke. So if you have any recommendations for other places where the food slaps, do send me um, an email with it. You can send it to sym at kaleshiokarfor.com. Um, But yeah, I've, I know that Annie's already started looking for makeup artists and hairstylists for me for Manchester. Um, again, if you know some others that we haven't considered that, you know that they're great and they're punctual and they're not mad, um, send it to that email address as well. But I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm very, very much looking forward to coming to see all the Manchester babes um, and anybody, anybody close by. So all of you lot that close by that kept complaining that you don't want to come to London, here is your moment. This is your moment. This is your perfect moment with me. So, um, yeah. When will the tickets go on sale? The tickets will go on sale next week, Monday, I believe. So that's like those, is that the 24th? Or am I making up days? Because sometimes I just be talking, child. I just be talking. Um, yeah, that'll be Monday 24th. And is that the day that the, t- does the clock go forward? That No, that's Sunday that the clocks go forward on Sunday the 30th. Monday. 24th, the tickets will go on sale for Manchester. So them, those ones of you who are, did the mosquito bite me? Suddenly my ankle's itchy. This country is such bad vibes. Fucking hell. Um, so those who are making a road trip of it, I look forward to seeing you. Um, and um, yeah, Sunday will be the show and then there'll be a little bit of a, a mingle after party situation because um, the space allows for that. So I think that the aim is for it to start at, I'm just, you know, fine uh, tuning and double checking everything, but the aim is for it to start at about five um, and be done by 7.30. And then from 7.30 to about nine, 9.30, we party. 
So, but I'll keep you updated on the exact details of that. I'm saying I will keep you updated. The likelihood is Annie will keep you updated on that. Um, But yeah, we're looking forward to it. And if you're somebody that's not on social media and you're like, how will I know of the updates and stuff? Please, please make sure that you've joined my newsletter. So if you go to kelechiocarfor.com on the main page, you can sign up to my newsletter. I, I implore you to do this. Why? Because Jupiter is moving back into my 12th house. Um, and I promise you, I'm up out of this bitch. I'm out. Like social media wise, I'm fed up. I don't want to be there. Um, but I still want to share my things. And I think this is why I'm enjoying close friends because I can almost do like a daily type blog or a vlog and not have it kind of shared with the masses basically. Um, and so I'm building out my website currently to have a members area. So I don't also have to use Patreon, build out my members area where I can post my videos on there and nobody can come and tell me anything about anything and just start gearing towards that vision that I have for myself, where it's just like, well, I'll have my network, Kelechi's network, my own show. Like it's all about me, baby. Um, and so, yeah, to do that, join the, uh, join the mailing list so you can get a newsletter that tells you all of the things and when they're happening um, and keeping all of the baby people informed. Uh, I feel like, is that, are those all my updates? What did I do this week? Because I have to make sure I say everything. I do not want to get that WhatsApp from Annie when she's like, you missed this. So, um, yeah, I went to the L UK party at Christie's um, to see incredible art. It was fantastic So thank you Kenya Hunt For inviting me And I saw a lot of like I didn't know that That's how the art girlies Were rolling I didn't know Now I see where Some of these um, Soft life High fashion girls Where they meet Their sugar daddies Because there were Lots of rich Old men In that building And lots of baby girls Also in that building And I finally put Two and two together And I got one A fucking what? Four I got four. Now I understand. Uh, under, under, understand. Um, and also big up to Rooker Hair. I should have put them in Share Your Magnificence, re- uh, really. So consider this an early Share Your Magnificence. Big up yourself, Rooker Hair, R-U-K-A. They're now stocked in Selfridges. I think they're the first black hair brand, as in hair, literally hair that they sell brand to be in Selfridges. We, uh, they had a launch dinner the other night at Brasserie of Light in Selfridges and it was just beautiful and just so proud of um, Tendai and Ugo for all that they continue to innovate in this field. It's absolutely phenomenal to see. So big up yourselves. Um, I was on a panel on Saturday uh for the film called My Name Is. It's an exploration. The filmmaker, I think, is called Tony Giroux. And um, it follows five different people talking about their relationships to their name um, that are considered like, quote unquote, ethnic and how they navigate that in um, this society. Very interesting. Very interesting. And it was great to be on a panel with Josette, who's the principal of um, Central School of Speech and Drama. And to just see how, I don't think I've ever met a black principal, a black woman principal of a performing arts school before. And I, and one, like, she also has sense. So it's not like, oh, you know, because I'm always saying that representation politics has us by the neck. It's not just that she's black. Like, she's also like a, a sick individual. Like, she's great. So it was great to be on that panel with her and Muna was on a panel as well. And Riyadh was on the panel um, and Javeria, Javeria was um, chairing it 
Um, so yeah, it was it was a really interesting time. Enjoyed that, and then in the evening I went to. It was such a rough, a ru- like a rushed turnaround. I had to drive home from Belsize Park. I went to the um, premiere, the European premiere, was it of the of Till T I L L, the movie about Emmett Till, and yeah, it's a hard watch. You know, like sometimes you feel a bit conflicted when you've got to like interview people. Um, who are part of these movies and still kind of be like, fam, that was really hard to watch. But luckily and unluckily for me, I didn't, I wasn't asked to do anything regarding that. So the director is Chinonye Chuku, who also directed um, Clemency that I really enjoyed watching. Um, yeah. And I, and I talked about Clemency as well. That was really good. Um, the producers for Till, uh, we see here at Whoopi Goldberg, Keith Beauchamp, uh, or is it Beauchamp? Barbara Broccoli, Frederick M. Zolio, and some other people. So the screenplay was written by Chinonye Chuku and Keith Beauchamp. Um, yeah, it's is the film that um, follows, well, kind of talks about Emmett Till's murder and it talks about it from his, his mother's perspective, Mamie. Um, and that's played by Danielle Deadweiler, I think her name is. So she plays Mamie Till Mowgli. Is it Mowgli? Did I, Mobley, sorry, Mobley. I said Mowgli like it's um, Jungle Book. Um, Mamie Till Mobley is who she plays in the movie. And she's absolutely gorgeous. She reminds me so much of Taraji P. Henson. Um, she was in The Harder They Fall. Uh, yeah, she was in the harder day fall. She had on, she was very little, had on that hat. She's absolutely stunning and a fantastic actress. Um, absolutely fantastic actress. She seems like she's been at this playing those, you know, really gritty roles for a minute. And so she deserves her flowers. Um, she played the role really, really well. Um, the young man who, or, um, young person who played, um, Emmett Hill is called Jalen Hall. Whoopi Goldberg plays um, Alma Carthen, who is Mamie's mum. And um, Carolyn Bryant is played by Hayley Bennett. And um, yeah, it's an interesting cast. Sean Patrick Thomas, he was in Save the Last Dance, wasn't he? He plays Jean Mobley. And Kevin Carroll plays Rayfield. Okay. Yeah, I mean, those were the main ones. Um, but yeah, back to the actual, when does it come out in the UK? I'm not giving, I can't necessarily, I can't exactly give spoilers, can I? Because we already know what happened to Emmett Till. Um, how does she only have 12,000? Now I'm going to follow her and I'm going to boost her page. She's fantastic. Um, um, we all know what happened to Emmett Till and Carolyn Bryant. I hope you rot in hell. You cunt, you stupid racist Bitch of a cunt, you prick. Um, all that film did was make me even more angry at Carolyn Bryant. And I don't care if she's using the Zimmer frame to walk around. I'll I'll slap her in her face. And she deserves many, she deserves thousands of slaps. Twat. Racist bitch. Ugh. I've talked about Carolyn before. So if this is your first time listening, go and look up Carolyn Bryant. Disgusting demon. Cow. Um, yeah, it was a really hard watch. I feel like 
as a black person, as a black woman, I'm really tired of seeing mutilated black bodies on screen, as in the bodies of black people mutilated. I'm tired of seeing it on screen. And I just feel like I need to put that out there because they show their representation or their depiction um, or their reimagination, I guess, of Emmett Till's dead body. They show that a lot from when he dies. Like they show that a lot. And myself and Diana, because I asked Diana Yekini to come with me, I could we couldn't look at the screen. And it just made me really angry because I'm just like, who the fuck is this for? Like, who the fuck is this for? Because consider the black people who have lost family members to racist attacks, whether it's by an everyday Joe or by the uh, police state. Like, who is this for? Like, we've seen so much trauma, especially with um, the video that circulated when George Floyd was um, murdered by Derek Chauvin. We've already, we've seen that. Like, that has, that was not even like two years ago. Like, we... We've seen that. Like, how much more do you want us to see unless you're saying that this movie isn't for us and that you're making it in order to like, I don't know, raise awareness about the injustice that Emmett Till um, was subjected to. In which case that would tell me that you're making it specifically for white people. But if you're making it for white people, you need to remember that like, I don't know if it's that intergenerational cellular mutation where the bloodlust is it continues like or it's very simple and because of the um the treatment that black people have received throughout the centuries people have become desensitized to seeing black black people hurt and their bodies mutilated so you showing this on screen i didn't see not a single motherfucking white person look away in that in that cinema at the bfi or whatever i didn't see a single motherfucking person look away not one not a single white person i didn't even in terms of shock i didn't really see shock i didn't really see disgust so who is it for because at this point it's what i understand that in staying true and honoring Mamie's wishes as his mother who wanted Emmett Till's casket to be open so people could see what racism, the disgusting racism that's that's rife in the US, fact rife around the world, but specifically now we're speaking about Mississippi. She wanted the world to see that. So I get that. But me as a director, me as somebody that would have been that that if I worked on this film, the only time you're getting that is when the casket is open because that is when she showed Mamie showed Emmett's body to the world. You get that, but showing us in the in the morgue, like I get it that you wanted um, Danielle to act her ass off and act her ass off, she did, but that there's a way that the scene opens and I really believe that it could have just stayed like that and we could have just taken in her reaction. We did not need to see that body. We did not. I'm just so tired. I'm just like, life is fucking hard enough already. And then you're asking us to come and watch these films and support these films. And all that we're seeing is brutalization and then locking that into our psyches. And then where do we go from there? Like, where do, where, where do we put that grief? Where do we put it? Where? So yeah, like Danielle, big up yourself. Great acting. 
Um, Jalen, beautiful acting as Emmett Till. It made it even more harrowing. I feel for the uh, the actress who played um, Carolyn Bryant, though, because you played it well. And I'm sorry, now... What's your name? Haley Bennett. Now I hate your guts. And you know when that happens, like you watch somebody play a role and then from that role, you're like, I can't ever look at you again. Like, I don't ever want to see you again. So yeah, it would take something, something for me to see her in a different light. Because as far as I'm concerned, now you're Carolyn. Um, So yeah, that's all I had to offer really. Again, it's almost half an hour and I've been talking like a talker. Let me get to the tarot child. Okay, so I'm back and I've chosen a letter. Oh, here we go. Dearest Kelechi, I hope this email finds you well. I'm an OG podcast listener, but this is my first time writing in. I pride myself on being one of the first to come across your many talents when people bring you up because you're a fucking household name. I speak of you like an old friend. I'm writing to you because spirit keeps yelling at me to make a decision in my marriage, but I'm very fearful of making the wrong one. I'm a black American woman and married to a white man. We've been together for over 10 years and we have a toddler. Your tarot reading absolutely predicted my pregnancy. I believe my husband is genuinely a good, kind and compassionate human, but whiteness is a motherfucker. Earlyish into our relationship, I warned him of his wayward parents and their microaggressions and general bad vibes uh, would need to be collected, especially if we were ever to have children. My husband did not address things with his parents then. I attributed this to his shy, reserved nature and his overall shallow relationship with his parents. I took steps to isolate um, or to insulate, insulate myself from being around them, but obvi- or maybe it's isolate. Um, from around them, but obviously remained in the relationship. If you were to ask anyone that knows me, I'm the first person to cuss white people out. And I feel so much shame for allowing myself to be mistreated by his parents and accepting his inaction. Once I became pregnant, their disrespect, entitlement and racial violence hit an all time high. They've made comments about my son's juicy lips and hair texture. My husband's grandmother felt the urge to tell my husband directly while I was pregnant that black women make fatherless babies so they can mooch off the government. When my husband addressed his grandmother, his parents called him disrespectful and their resentment towards me grew. We haven't seen his parents in months and my son has never and will never meet my husband's dusty, racist dinosaur of a grandmother. My husband is now taking some steps to enforce boundaries and hold his parents accountable. In this process, my in-laws are committed to their racism and woeful ignorance. They have said out loud that having conversations about racism exhausts them and that And our son is going to experience racism anyway Although my husband is taking steps now I cannot get past the fact that I needed to be the one to put an end to this dynamic I was in the throes of postpartum depression Traumatic racist childbirth, COVID And felt nothing for so long But I finally said no I just feel like he failed to protect me at my worst vulnerable Sorry, at my most vulnerable And if I hadn't put my foot down He would have allowed them to subconsciously terrorize our child. All that to say, I'm asking you, Kelechi and Spirit, is it time for me to officially leave this dynamic? Phew! If you made it to the end of this long ass email, thank you so much for taking the time and energy. I'm forever grateful um, for you in more ways than I can ever possibly express. You inspire me every day with love always anonymous. Um, P.S. Because of you, vagabond is among my my son's short list of words. (laughs) Hello again, attaching my birth chart if that's helpful. I'm an Aries sun, Pisces moon, Leo rising. Beautiful. 
um, oh, and I love that it's Chani's app. Yay! The Chani app is the girl. That's beautiful because you've got Venus and Mars in Aquarius in your seventh house. So it's interesting. I'm just looking. I, my eyes just got drawn to the seventh house, and I think about Aquarius and how it represents like um, innovation in very kind of like random ways, and that Uranus likes to like play around and stuff. Um, and your North Node is there as well. So I feel like there is this idea that, and then and also Aquarius, like making us think about groups of people, technology. Um, it just makes me feel that through your relationships, you've learned, especially like your, your romantic relationships, your close partnerships, your long-term partnerships, you've learned how you want to appear in the world, how you want to move through the world, how you want to be um, almost like um, a participant in what's happening in the world. Um, and I, yeah, I just think that that's really, um, that's really interesting. And then you've got moon in the eighth house. So I feel like you've already made a decision. South Node and Leo, you already know how to, you already have, um, in your first house, you've got South Node and Leo in your first house retrograde. You already know how to do things in your own way um, in many lives before to stand for, stand up for yourself. What you're learning, I feel like at this time in your life is like, you can love people down. You can love people down and see the goodness in them, but you need to ask, ask yourself, like, is this what I want as part of my legacy? Like through your relationships to, with people, how do you want to be remembered that you related to people? It's all well and good being able to like, stand on your own and have your convictions, but our convictions are truly tested when we have to interact with other people and their lives and the messiness of how those lives interconnect and interrelate, you know? So let's just pull some cards on that. So is it an anonymous baby girl's time to duck out the ting? Where's your Pluto? Let's see where your Pluto's at. Your Pluto, yeah, your Pluto's in Scorpio in the fourth house. So in your fourth house, I think that's, and you know, I was talking about the, um, one second, cards flipped out. I was talking about the girlies with Pluto in um, Scorpio and how they are leaving marriages. I literally talked about this last week. Was it last week? And they're leaving situations that are no longer serving them because they've literally looked at themselves in relation to the world and thought like, if this, if I don't know how long I've got and I really want to live this life, is this how I live it? Because let me tell you something, I'm going to punch your grandmother in a fucking face. So if I don't want that to be the case and I'm, I don't want to have to clout your parents, this is the thing. Because if I just blow, if I just blow small, small goat seasoning in their face, they're done out here. So don't, don't push me because I'm close to the what? The edge of here. That's the title of my short story collection. Anyway, I'm close to the edge. Don't do that. Oh, baby. If your parents want to be disrespectful, let me tell you one thing that I can and will always be ready to be disrespectful back. And what, what, then what is the point? Stop getting, and, and, and I'm not, the black people, I'm not really talking to you right now, but I'll come back to you. The whites, the whites, the non-black people who want to date and be in relationships, romantic, close, close relationships or friendships, whatever the fuck with black people. If you know that you do not have the gumption, you do not have the vim, you do not have the chest to speak 
to your family members and let them know that you're not going to tolerate fuckery. Leave people alone. Leave people alone because you're literally subjecting them to harm. You can't just be like, oh, but I love you. I know my parents are racist, but I love you, man. Listen, I'll fuck up your parents, G. I'll fuck them up. I'll cast them out. And so if you love your parents, get them to desist, to get thee behind me with their satanic ways. Do the needful before I do. Okay? And that is where we're at. Oh, yeah. See, the first cards that come out for you, we've got the five of wands. We've got the ace of swords in reverse. We've got the magician in reverse. You need all of this, all of this conflict is making you doubt yourself. It's making you doubt your, your intelligence. It's making you doubt like your, it's almost like I think about the crown chakra. Like you're not even able to access the things that you need to access. Where's your mercury? I just want to see where your mercury is quickly. Your mercury is like look at that your mercury is with by your son like you have so much that you want to express of yourself you've got this fiery nature that because we're looking at Aries you've got this fiery nature you've got all of these things that you want to express and you're literally like dampening yourself out for the safe sake of his pussy clark parents is that what this episode will now be called who knows because I've got many many more people to cast because of his pussy clark parents like you're having to kind of dampen your inner fire because you don't want to hurt nobody. Fam, they're hurting you. And the likelihood is like, if they hurt your son, if they want to talk crud to your son, I will drag a wig. I will drag a wibbly wobbly neck. You know, I will drag your chin. Know yourself. Your little, your, 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 your legs that you don't like to wash that are scabbing over. I will kick them. Okay. You've got the, Five of Wands, like I said, the Ace of Swords in reverse, and you've got the Magician in reverse. Your inherent power, your inherent power is being undermined in this situation and you need to get up. Stand up. The same way I told Lorna to stand up when that Ukrainian girly was moving to her man. You've got to stand up, baby girl. Stand up for what you believe in because if he loves your family and if he loves you, he will understand that, you know what? A break is necessary. Like for the fact that you already wrote in and you've said like it's over 10 years, which makes sense when I'm thinking about what Pluto has been doing. It makes sense that you're like, ah, you know what? I, I feel like I need to leave because that, let me tell you, that feeling of feeling unprotected, especially when you were in the throes of postpartum depression, that feeling never leaves. That sense of betrayal never leaves. So I don't like, I'm not here to like tell you, boom, leave your situation, right? Leave your marriage. It feels like you should, because you need to reclaim your power and that need, and you need to be able to set boundaries in order to protect your son in a way that you cannot, while he's only now your, um, your husband's now doing Jojo too little, too late to assert these boundaries with his family. And the thing is, them boundaries aren't going to stick because he's been allowed to talk crud for, or they've been allowed to talk crud for over, oh, I don't know, shall we say seven years? They've been able to talk crud. So by the time that your son's arrived, like they're not trying to change that. And he's got to reckon with that. Maybe you come back together. Maybe you need to exit in this situation in order to for a new dynamic to form who knows but i feel like 
the message from spirit is that you need to go in order to really stand on your own. All by myself, baby girl, you need to be all by yourself. Change the words for you. Anyway, um, because you haven't mentioned anywhere here about relationship therapy. So I don't know if that's a consideration, um, couples therapy, that sort of vibe, because maybe he's not aware of just how deeply hurt you are by everything that's happened. And I say that. And at the same time, honestly, I get, I get you. I understand where you're at. And I feel like as you grow in your own awareness, anybody who feels like they're lagging behind, you're like, fam, I choose me. And this is what I was saying in last week's episode or whenever I said it, like you are the greatest love story of your, for yourself in this lifetime. Yes, you'll love your children. Yes, you'll love a partner. But you, my God, d- the discovery and the loving of the, each different layer of yourself that is a motherfucking love story that I want to read. Okay. That is what, that's what I want to watch. Not no Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth Gilbert thing. Uh, I want to watch you eat and pray and love. That's what I want to see. You've got to, you've got to do what feels right to you because being in that constant state of trauma, having to um, know that his parents exist and know that they're fucking pricks as well as that stupid um, dinosaur, that dragon that's his grandmother, you won't ever really feel at peace. And all the things that he'll do will never quite be enough because what needs to be done is that they need to get punched in the throat. And since he's not going to punch them in the throat, then, I mean, what are we really doing? Are you going to punch them in the throat? Are you going to cut them off completely? No, you're not going to do that because you love them. All right, cool. Well, I'm out. I'm out with our son. See you later. You know, like, spirit, what's the extra message in this situation? What are the, are there any fears? Are there any thoughts that you want to... A dress for a baby girl at this time. Oh, oh, oh. The cards are falling. Oh, look at that. Seven. Okay, hold on. The cards you got are the seven of wands in reverse, and that speaks to your fire, um, fiery energy anyway. And you've got the two of swords. So I, I think it's because we're seeing um, air sign, air sign Aquarius. You've got so much happening in Aquarius. Um, so we are getting the air sign um, in terms of the swords because your Venus is in Aquarius and your Mars is in Aquarius and your North Node is in Aquarius. So this feels karmic for you. This feels like you, you combining your fi- finally reigniting that fiery passion that you have in yourself to fight for what you know is right for you and you know is right for your son. Meanwhile, they're they're saying that essentially, fam, you've got to close your heart. Like, and the best way that I can explain it is like how Yoruba people would say, like you've got to like really toughen yourself up because this is going to be a bumpy ride. It's going to be a bumping ride. They're not saying close your heart off forever, but they're saying that there's a type of guilt. There's a type of pain you're going to feel even when you're doing the right thing. No, but like I've got to say, nobody talks about that enough. That is a correction. It needs to be spoken about more, I guess, how painful it is sometimes to do the right thing and to do the right thing for you and essentially to do the right thing for all, Right. Even when you know that something is the right decision to make and it's essentially the only decision that you can make if it, if it, as it pertains to your survival and your happiness, 
That doesn't mean that that motherfucking shit doesn't hurt. That doesn't mean that it's not heartbreaking. It's almost like you're breaking your own heart because you're like, well, I could have stuck that out and then performed happiness. But instead I've chosen to feel this immense pain because I believe that on the other side of that pain is my liberation. That is what you've got to keep in mind. Like on the other side of whatever is going to play out because of this situation, um, he'll be sad. He'll not understand it in his white manness, and he'll be like, but I love you. And it's like, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, sometimes love, sim- just simply love, it's not enough. It's not enough. Not in this, not in this situation. You you need some va va voom, baby. You really do. So, um, at the bottom of the deck, we've got the seven of swords in reverse because it's about no longer participating in what doesn't serve you in deceiving yourself as to who you are in order to hold space for him and his wayward family. We've got the death card, um, there as well, which speaks to very scorpionic, um, energy, but it does, it does also confirm the fact that essentially this cycle, this dynamic that you have with him is over. And the Ace of Pentacles is here in reverse because it's saying, I'm just flipping over the cards that are at the bottom of the deck to continue your message. The Ace of Pentacles is there in reverse because there is so much goodness for you and for your family, even him, you know, in the long term. But this needs to be done because essentially you've outgrown that situation. You've outgrown being able to tolerate the fuckery that he did not protect you against um, from his family. And that was always his duty. That was absolutely always his duty. And he didn't do that. And, you know, you can't, you know, that was his flop era, basically. And we've got the tower card here in reverse. Don't be scared. Don't be scared because you're doing the right thing in order to have a solid um, and healthy foundation for your son. So everything's seeming like it's crumbling and it's doing bass force and it just seems like destruction everywhere. And I know that he's stupid, ugly bitch of of parents. They're going to kick up a fuss and they're going to try to make him act a particular way. But you hold tight. You hold tight because everything that you're doing means that better days are coming. And it just means that we've got here 10 of wands in reverse. You're not carrying somebody else's burden anymore. His parents are his burden. How did they become your problem because of him? And he, that he, he wasn't, he wasn't a good filter. He wasn't a good membrane. You know, he was through osmosis meant to deal with that fucking shit. So it never made its way over to you. And he didn't, he did not. So for that reason, that's on him. And, you know, he'll have to understand the consequences of that, the consequences. And um, finally, you've got the beautiful, you've got the wheel of fortune. Things are turning your way and there'll be so much luck and so much goodness that will find you. And I just want to reiterate that, like, sometimes we need to hear that before we take the plunge to do something that scares the fuck out of us, especially if it means that we're possibly going to be hurting somebody else like that, their feelings is that goodness will will always, always follow you. Blessings will always, always follow you. And you're opening up yourself to a new po- uh, like portal of possibilities by showing the courage in this situation to choose yourself and your son, to choose this, to choose that as the most valuable thing in this situation, rather than staying in a dynamic that allows some fucking pricks to think that they can talk about you anyhow. And then finally, we've got the Queen of Swords here, um, upright for you because it just then says that you will find that you're more 
um, in a healthier um, space mentally and more um, in control and being able to call the shots from a space from a place of like stillness and authority. And ultimately that is what you deserve. So I pray that that message resonates with you. It is my pleasure and my honor to be able to read for you in that way. That was a beautiful letter and I'm wishing you the absolute best. Um, so yeah, that's that. And also before I finish, um, got a dickhead and recovery affirmation card out for you shuffle the deck and the card you've got is even at my lowest the divine wanted to experience life through me I have always been a worthy vessel of hope so just remember that that you are a worthy vessel of hope and you because of that you have to choose the the things in life and the and the circumstances in life that allow you to feel that hope the, um, you know, in a very, very intimate way. And that sometimes means cutting out hopeless pussy clots like your um, husband's family. Um, so yeah, I pray that that resonates with you. And I will now move on to uh, bigging up the first of this week's show sponsors who are Typology. So Typology, I've mentioned them before because I actually still use um, the uh, foundation and the concealer that I um, got from them The foundation I love The concealer I love Like It's just so smooth And my skin never feels like Like it's dying But Now I've been trying out Their um, Skincare products Which are I just think that They're really really great I really like it. And for the fact that when you're trying to choose which ones work best for you, they've got a diagnostic test that they've created, which tells you your skin's typology. So you can understand your skin's needs better and receive a personalized prescription. So all of their products have um, a minimalist formulation. So they haven't dashed in any ingredients that don't need to be there. Everything that is there, um, they enhance the efficiency of the actual products and they don't use fragrances to hide the formulation smell because sometimes I can't stand heavily scented things. Me personally, I don't like it. And I feel like to me, if something's heavily scented, then it's cheap. It, it feels cheap. Um, <clears throat> but I'm not saying that it has to be expensive. I'm just saying that it feels cheap, like low quality. Um, so their 10 range has been specifically formulated with 10 or fewer ingredients. So for example, they've got the nine ingredient moisturizer that I've been using and it just really helps because I feel like my skin, especially with this Bad Vibes Island, I feel like my skin has been feeling rather dry. So um, having a fragrance-free moisturizer that's lightweight and non-greasy in texture is just really good for me. And it's derm um, dermatologically tested as well. So it's suitable for sensitive skin, which mine is. Um, and 99% of the ingredients are naturally derived. So it's suitable for um, sensitive skin um, and basically like normal, as they would call it, to combination skin, including skin sensitive skin, but they wouldn't really recommend it for oily skin, which I get because for me, when I have it, I do have that sort of glow. And I can imagine that if you have oily skin, it just makes you look very, um, I guess, maybe very slippery. Ah! Um, so yeah, I've, um, I really like that. And I love a vitamin C serum. So they've got a radiant serum, 11% um, vitamin C, and it's again, really nice and it's suitable for all skin types. And it just smells really, really gorgeous, just nice and simple. And it really helps, uh, especially when you're doing up long nights and makeup like I like to do, it helps to kind of bring the radiance back to dull and tired skin. So yeah, these are the ones that I'm really enjoying. I still need to play about a bit more with the eyelashes and brows serum that they've got. So it's 2% P peptides as well as castor oil. So 
It's got concentrated active ingredients to nourish and strengthen eyelashes and eyebrows. And I really want to have like, you know, more nourished eyebrows because all my ears are threading, girl. Yeah, that's what I want. So I'm going to play about with that for a little bit and um, I will feed back on how I get on with all of that. So yeah, I feel like you should check them out. They are Typology Paris on Instagram and um or hashtag typology. You can check them out there. Um, if you end up getting your things and your promo code for say your mind listeners is uk.typology.com forward slash straws. That's uktypology.com forward slash straws. So go and get involved and get your skin looking sparkly. All right, let's get to share your magnificence. My share your magnificence actually this week goes out to Aja Baba. Um, Aja Baba is a, um, is an author. So she's got a book out called Consumed and she's one of the contributing editors now at LUK, um, Big Up Yourself. And she's basically campaigned for a number of years about the, um, ethical nature, um, that she, well, the, the kind of ethical, um, hope dream that she has for the fashion industry, because, it's not ethical. It's not ethical. The little babies are suffering to make these things. And then now you've got lead all up in your clothes as well. And oh God, the things are terrible. But I just speaks on it regularly and she uh, does her best to signpost to ethical brands as well as calling out the pussy club brands that need to be told about themselves. So I really, really appreciate her for all the work that she's done throughout the years. Um, she definitely deserves her flowers. Um, but the reason I specifically want to big her up today is because Aja is doing what a lot of the, I guess a lot of the British girlies aren't doing. I'm sorry, I'm going to make it a national situation. I'm going to make it um, that it's going to be a case of international policy as far as I'm concerned. Aja was approached by Women's Hour to talk, um, to come on their show. And she basically said no. So she tweeted this on the 10th of October, beautiful. And she said, quick reminder, I don't mess with Women's Hour. When the host has a history of mistreating other black and brown women, that's not a show I'm going to go on. Write it down. When will your fave... When will your faith have, have such conviction? Now, don't get it twisted. There are some black British women that I absolutely love the fuck down who have DM'd me. Well, not even just black British women, um, you know, women of colour in the UK who have generally like uh, messaged me, DM'd me and been like, look, Women's Hours reached out. They want me to come on. I just wanted to check, like, are we still beefing them? What is happening? And I'm like, look, me personally, I will beef them until my clock runs out, but you, you do what you need to do. And most times they're like, nah, don't worry about it. I don't want any parts of their fucking shit. I'm not going on. You know, they'll do that. But others, they go right ahead and do what they need to do. You know what? If you need to promote your book, you need to do your thing. Do you baby? But it will always remain that Emma Barnett, I will say your name. You are a nasty individual nasty before I was calling you harsh highlight this that this that Emma Barnett you are a nasty piece of work and will remain so and BBC until you give me that recording it will never ever 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 be well with you in this life anybody that was involved in that situation you will never ever know good things only catastrophe and tragedy will find you every rascal day of your life until you what do right by me baby anyway Archer 
kept her energy. She didn't message me. She didn't message me about anything. She just knew what went down. And they'd emailed her to say that I work at BBC Woman's Hour Radio 4, rare, rare, rare. She's, you know, nicely, ethically um, moved out their name. So you can't see. But they sent her a message on the 10th of October. Um, well, no, they yeah, sent her a message on the 10th of October. She responded. They invited her on and she said, no, thanks. I'm not really a fan of how the host Emma Barnett has treated several women of colour. I think she personally still owes Kelechi for an apology as well as Zara Mohammed. I did sign this and I intend to uphold my belief that your host isn't the best feminist for the job. And um, she directed them to um, this open letter that was signed um, on um, the mistreatment of Zara Mohammed by this particular publication. And I think that particular publication, I mean, I've had them blocked for a while now. I think they're interesting because I've worked with them before, but I just noticed the silence around when all the things that were happening with me and Emma Barnett, what, how they behaved about that situation. Of course, everybody was trying to protect their necks based on what was said, but I just felt even small, small solidarity you couldn't do, but you've been using my name for years back and forth when we have worked together. But I can't remember in terms of chronologically, but I did speak to somebody who was like um, a baby girl who was like, oh, I wrote out, I wrote to the person who was editor of the platform at the time that everything was happening. And the the uh, response that she gave was very, very wild and nasty. But I'm not surprised that some of you biracial girls move like white supremacists. Like you will work on these platforms. You will do the things that you need to do in order to boost your profile so you can work on more international platforms. You don't really give a fuck about anything. You're just your white mothers in disguise. That's all you are. You're your white nasty mothers in disguise. And you don't actually like being pulled up on any fucking thing. So you you will pretend you will get your braids done after 2020. You will now be doing up braids and, you know, you will now be getting your book deals to write about blackness in one way or another while making sure that the people that you're really centering are mixed race people like yourself um, and dark skinned black women are kept to um, a minimum um, in the work that you're doing. And it's interesting that you'll be doing all of these things, but you could only do the things that you're doing because of the things that I've done. So I need you to remember that, that you're only doing the things that you're doing because of the things that I've done. And I just think that that's a very interesting space for a lot of people to be in. They'll be doing this program, that program, this book, that book about blackness and this. Where did you, where did you get the vim from? Where did you get the vim from? And before you even got the vim, who had to first bat up the ting so you could come through and do what you're doing? So I will remain the bad guy while you are, you know, reaping the spoils of my endeavors. Motherfuck you. Motherfuck you for an eternity. So back to what I was saying, though, because this is a magnificence about Ajababa. Yet again, I will stress that the people who have publicly done a lot for me in terms of consistent solidarity. Again, I'm not be, um, shitting on anybody because I know like we've got like Audrey, Tolly, like there've been people that, um, Oloni, like they've been new. I don't even want to start naming names because then obviously I'm going to forget bare people who have done so much for me publicly um, in um, a number of ways. But then again, I'm talking about consistently because sometimes people try to move sometime-ish and I don't know when that flip happens. But generally speaking, there have been quite a few black British women who have ridden for me and they've ridden for me publicly as well. So thank you, Toby from Black Ballad, like Jendela, like numerous people don't like, of course I've got my baby girls like Hodan and 
you know, like a number of people, if I've forgotten you, please forgive me because I know that you're there. But um, my point is that there is an, a currency, there is a type of currency that American women, black American women come with when it concerns me that I've never seen before. They're just like, nah, not my G. And I really rate it. And I really, really rate it. And I just, I wished that we could move in more of a unit as black British women in these spaces, because we don't. Everybody's so shook that they're not going to be able to have their next bag. The only reason that black American women can move the way that they're moving is because they were already doing that on their own land in America before they came over here. And so they're bringing that energy over here. They have what might as well be a sorority. Like they roll as a tight unit. Like they have their black women in Hollywood, you know, events and essence. fest. like they sent, they are proud to celebrate their black womanhood in a way that is not done in, in Britain. And because of that, we're just getting fucked. And I just want that to change. Like it just needs to change because some of these people that that are even trying to do up, oh, my black womanhood, you're an op. You're an op and you're a gatekeeper. That's come out of your own mouth. Maybe because you didn't even understand what the word meant, but you're an op and you're a gatekeeper. Like that sucks. How is it Kenya Hunt? Kenya Hunt had to be one of the ones to roll through and be like, you know what? Kelechi's going to be in Grazia. Then she moved to L and it was like, write this about George Floyd for me. Like black American women keep coming through and going, Kelechi, let's do this. Like why, why is it taking so long? And it hurts because it's just like black British women could have been done this, but all the aunties that are now doing up rich girl, They've moved to to behind the scenes because they're happy to be chopping, chopping, chopping JP Morgan money. And they're just like, yeah, you do what you're doing because we're protecting our necks. And then we're never going to get anywhere. We're always going to be in the same fucking cycle because you lot do not, you do not want to overtly say, fuck this shit. And you know what? Do you? Because I will what? I will always motherfucking do me. Fine. But RJR2 slaps on your chest, my G. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the support against that Jankro, Jack Jankro, that wench. Um, thank you so much. I appreciate it. So big up yourself. And I look forward to having you on a podcast for us to really talk up the things. Um, I'm very, very excited for that. Anyway, let me big up the second of this week's show sponsors who are BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's better H-E-L-P. Okay, so like maybe you're frustrated with life. You're like, you know what? I just don't like that this baby girl is doing her thing over here and I've got harsh highlighter in my hair. What am I going to do? I'm going to try and lie and do this and do that. Before you do all of that, you know that you could just go and see a therapist like you. And I would say just go and see. But actually what we're talking about is that you can message. You can have a video call. You can have a, you know, an online phone call because that's what better help is there for. A therapist can help you become a better whether it's a problem solver, so you're not overly focusing on other people who are minding their business. And they ultimately make it easier for you to accomplish your goals, which I hope is not to be a bad mind individual for the entirety of your life. Um, And those goals can be, you know, big, they can be small, you decide. I know that therapy really, really helped me. And recently I've been speaking to somebody actually dropping my phone as he's speaking to somebody actually who, um, was saying to me that, you know, they've only tried therapy once and that 
um, they were asked a question by the therapist that made them feel like really um, not listened to. And so they never went back. And I had to point out that therapy is a bit like dating, like you have to find the right therapist for you. And then that journey really, really becomes um, a life-changing one. And I encourage as many people as possible to go on that journey. So if you're uh, thinking about giving therapy a try, better help, is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. So you can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and um, you can switch therapists at any time. So when you want to be, you know, a better person for yourself, a better person for the people around you, um, well, there are ways that you can get there. So visit betterhelp.com slash your mind today and you get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash your mind. Go and get involved and do something beautiful for you. All right, let's get to So You Mad. Now that we're in So You Mad, I feel like I have to say, um, what's her name? Um, Sienna. I said, what's her name? Sienna as well. Sienna Bangura, like, ah, so many people, this is annoying, but Sienna was one of the first people that I worked with, um, as a personal trainer when I started doing talks. So she, you know, I do, um, you know, panel discussions and things through her. And, you know, I really look at that as the kind of genesis of the, um, a lot of the things that I then ended up doing or that I'm now doing. So yeah, there are just numerous, numerous, um, I say numerous, there are, you know, various people who have helped me along the way. Um, and they've been really, really public about it. Black Girls Book Club, um, very, very public as well. Um, but, you know, I just, like I said, like a lot of these things are happening around the place. Even I, I come back to Sienna because when I was crowdfunding for the poll studio, she was going so hard in promoting it, you know, sharing the, the links and everything. And, you just look back over time and you realize the people that were very instrumental publicly in the things that you were doing. And, um, I just feel like as, like I said, black British women, we could just move, um, more overtly is what I'm saying. But at the moment, everybody, um, a lot of people are too concerned with, um, respectability politics and they've internalized, um, a lot of the white supremacist kind of like gate gatekeeping ideologies that means that we can't really progress in a way that we should and and it's all like everyone's in a clique and it's just very exhausting to see um and I just yeah want people to move differently but anyway back to um so you mad so what have I got for this week I'm just trying to keep it short and sweet um quasi Kwarteng was fired as chancellor <laughs> I tried to say that so calmly. Let's try to deliver that so calmly. Look at your life, you fool. You wonky hairline bitch. Look where you found yourself. Look where you found yourself. You try to fuck us. You try to fuck us with the economy. And then where did you find yourself? On the outside looking in. On the outside looking in. This teaches you. No matter how much you yam extramarital poem, that person can still fire you at any motherfucking time. Even though you're implementing their policies. Because pussy juice has entered your brim. Pussy juice has entered your brim. You can't think right. You can't think left. You can't think of anything. And look how you disgraced yourself. Look how you disgraced yourself. Your hairline looking like a fucking map of Cornwall. Look at where you are now. Hmm? Because when you do the bidding of white supremacy, it does not guarantee you ever any sort of job security. You're just another coon. 
Just another coon. Look at that. Look at that. Liz Truss is the pussy clerk, but you've gone and joined her in a pussy clerkdom because you decided that you wanted to be a black Tory. And then look where it got you. Hmm? Look where it got you. Quasi clarting. Now we're doing the quarting skank, which is a wave goodbye because you no longer have that role. What a shame. Even Jeremy Clarkson, who like, I mean, this links into Formula One, but I'll talk about it briefly. Jeremy Clarkson, who I personally cannot stand any reruns of Top Gear. I don't want to know that new show that he's got grand weather. I don't want to know because when you're broken up people, on set, you have no right to be coming on the internet talking about, oh, people are such and such these days. People aren't nice people these days. You're not a nice person. You're hitting people on set and cussing them. You're not a nice person. And you and you very much give racist. You very much give racist vibes. Okay. Jeremy Clarkson says, Liz Trust is number 10. It's just like F1. No one knows what they're doing. And you know what? Broken clocks, baby Broken clocks Because you are what? Motherfucking right I don't know if you're going to be right twice a day Well, you're, the, the ideology is that you are But we'll go for one this time Last year, the nail-biting Formula One season Ended in a blizzard of nonsense With the wrong man being crowned world champion I totally agree I won't bother going over all the details again Because we all know what happened And we do And I just want to draw our attention to the fact That Red Bull racists Sorry, Red Bull Racing are fraudsters and they ignored the cost cap because the regulations say that you can only spend a specific amount to build your car, to pay your staff, to do this, to do that, to buy your food, to travel, to, to for accommodation. Like there is a cost cap that you must stay within in order to keep the rules fair. And these, this cost cap was there. Um, and from what we can see from um, the documents that now have been released about um, Red Bull, they didn't stay within that cost cap for 2021. And they sure as hell did not stay in that um, cost cap for 2022 In fact, because they didn't stay in that cost cap for 2021 It meant that they were already using that money To build their car for 2022 How the fuck do you go from three wins, four wins Suddenly you've jumped to 11 wins and 13 wins You lot are thieves You're thieves and you're vagabonds Christian Horner Christian Horner, buck me now I will tell you about your pussy clock Like this is wrong And this is cheating in broad daylight Ben Suliem what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? You now become the president of the FIA and you're just as useless as the, as, as, as the next one. Just useless. Disgusting. I just want to draw your attention to that, that if you know nothing else, if you walk down the street and then you need to front like you know any, anything about Formula One, I need you to say this. Three, is it four? Four words. Red Bull are cheaters. That is it. Just remember that because they did not stay within the cost cap um, um, regulations for 2021. They built a car and they could have only built that kind of car by using extra money that they were not meant to use. And now they've been caught and I don't know if the FIA will do something, but the thing is there are... um, there are penalties for doing that. And one of them is that you lose points and rightly so... Max Verstappen as their driver needs to lose points And if he loses points And that means that the 2021 championship Then has to go to Lewis Hamilton Who it needed to be with this entire time And I've avoided even saying that name Because I'm just trying to move out of that realm Because I have had enough 
But I will say that that is what needs to happen in this case. Even the win this year, again, he's he's won. Um, he's now the world champion for this year or whatever the fuck, as in Verstappen, and they're like two-time world champion. All of you that are pundits um, for Formula One, you that runs the social media account for Formula One, any of you who are involved in that motherfucking shit, I need you to, I need to let you know that you're all liars. You're all liars and you're complicit in fuckery. How do you sleep with you? How do you sleep with yourself? How do you sleep at night knowing that you did that fucking shit? That you are spouting bullshit, that you're spouting lies. How will you be able to come back from that in five years time, seven years time, when you know that it's, we've got it on record, you are on a TV screen, you are on the radio, you've written out in an, in an article that this guy is a two-time world champion. He is not. It is factually incorrect. It is incorrect. But you do you. Anyway, back to what this pussy clerk was saying as well. I've said pussy clerk so many times today. The race director had a bit of a panic and decided to introduce a new rule that he just thought of. And that was that Lewis Hamilton, the rightful winner of the race, came second. Still, at least we all knew that everything would be straightened out and that it would never happen again. And now it has because Max won the world championship in, oh, you're stupid because it hasn't been straightened out. So you don't know anything, Jeremy Clarkson. Shut up. Anyway, I'll continue reading. Um... That's a fact. No arguments there or are there. When he crossed the line in first place after a truly brilliant drive, he hadn't won the world crown. Everyone agreed on that. But then because it had rained for two hours, everyone suddenly agreed that he had. Or has he? Because now the sports governing body says that his team, Red Bull, spent too much money building his car and that there must be a punishment. So what is the punishment? Ah, well, they haven't decided that yet. He may have some championship points deducted, but from which year? Nope, they haven't decided that either. So when he turns up in Texas next weekend to compete in the Austin Grand Prix, no one will know whether he's competing for the world crown or whether he's already won it. Uh, the Americans are going to be very confused by that. It's strange. We all like to think that everything big and shiny in the world is run by people who know what they're doing, even though there is plenty of evidence to suggest this simply isn't the case. Um, yes. Um, then there's the Bank of England. The governor has one job to keep the British economy on an even keel, but he keeps saying and doing things which cause all the world's money and money men to have heart attacks. The NHS is run by idiots. So is the police force. And now we have arrived at a, po a point where pop stars and businessmen have worked out that what must happen in Ukraine. But Biden can't see it at all, possibly because he's in the lavatory having his nappy change. Wow, that's very horrible. Um, all of which brings me to the shambles mooning about in Downing Street right now. I can't get my head around Liz Truss at all. She pops up out of nowhere and says she's going to cut taxes. Great. Trebles all around. Um, and But now she will pay for this. Uh, she doesn't know, um, seem to know. And when it becomes clear, she really doesn't know the pound tanks and mortgage rates go through the roof. I can only assume that she's been given the top job by someone who knows she'll make a mess of everything and will have to be replaced very quickly by someone else. Boris Johnson or Max Verstappen, perhaps at this rate, like I, I'm with it. Max Verstappen is going to be our next prime minister because it seems like everybody is just doing whatever they fucking like. And he tends to like being given roles of um, leadership or championships that he hasn't won. So we will go with it. Um, it's just, you know, it's just wild to me. Basically, um, this one's point is that the British public or the uh, British politics at the moment is just as wayward as Formula One. Nobody knows what's happening. Nobody knows the rules because people are literally creating new rules in real time. And it's really unnerving and it's really unfair. It's really, really unfair when people invest in, you know, what you 
claim to be a democracy and then you fuck it at every turn. It's really wild. Liz Trust is very useless. Liz Trust me, daddy. Very, very useless person. Don't know what she's on about. She doesn't know what she's on about. Everything feels like a massive, massive game and I don't understand it. And it's very, very scary to me. Kwasi Kwarteng, he was basically implementing the policies that she had put in place, but he's the one that got fired. And I just think that that's emblematic of the society that we live in, where black people, when you're asked to do things by white establishment, should anything fuck up with that thing, no one cares that you were given orders to do the thing. You will be fired. You will be the one to bear the brunt of whatever fucking shit you were doing. So you need to think carefully about allowing yourself to be used as a cog in the machine of white supremacy. Ask yourself if it's worth it. So quasi, ha, you better just understand that we'll be doing the quasi Kwarteng skank. You are the fuck out of here. And that is what you deserve. Liz Truss will be following soon after. Like she can't stay where she is much longer. The new chancellor is Jeremy Cunt. Um, there was no mispronunciation on my part. Um, moving on from that, um, an- another form of waywardness, I guess, would be um, Lagos, um, Murtala Mohammed Airport, I believe. Um, I was reading a few days ago, I believe it was, that said, um, where they said that, um, because if you've been to Nigeria, you'll see that there's a new um, airport that's basically being built, but nobody can access this airport or we're not using this airport. Um, somebody wrote a tweet and they said, has anyone been able to fully explain why the brand new civilized, civilized Lagos International Airport Terminal is at less than 10% capacity utilization while the barbaric old one continues to be at over capacity? And, you know, the new airport is stunning, but it's hardly used. Um, the reason that it hasn't, it's not being used though, would you believe it is because International airlines um, don't want to use the new airport in Lagos because the builders didn't create enough space to park multiple airplanes during construction. Like, how do you build an airport and forget to build a place or enough spaces for the airplanes to port? That is very, very Nigerian to me. That is so kind of like, let's chop money, chop money, but we will not use sense. And nobody will notice. So it seems like what needs to happen now is that they need to knock down some buildings around the airport to create more space for the aeroplanes. But like, who the fuck didn't realise that? At what point did none, like, did you lot not realise that there aren't enough aeroplane spaces? Oh, I don't know. Like the world is a very wild place, but it goes back to what, um, um, what is it? Jeremy Clarkson was saying about you see people in big places and you think that they got there because of their intelligence or that their know-how a lot of stupid people a lot of stupid people are in positions of power and this is why I say all the time that do not let somebody's title get you gassed and don't let your title get you gassed because anybody can get got at any motherfucking time people will have big big titles you speak to them They don't know a single thing. They don't know a single thing. They lack source. They lack them. They lack knowledge. But they'll be walking around the CEO this, um, this person, um, VP uh, this, president this. You're all ridiculous. You're all foolish. Don't let anybody gas you up with their titles. Stand firm. Believe in your own, believe in your own zhuzh. Because more time, they don't know a motherfucking thing. A, A single motherfucking thing they don't know. 
Don't let yourself get had up. You don't deserve such. It's truly a madness out here. Truly a madness. Um, what else do I have for you? Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I just thought that was very wild. Um, what else did I see that I wanted to cover? Because that one surely... Why are fireworks already? It's not even the 5th of November. Why? Why? Oh, yeah. Then my last um, So You Mad, which maybe should have been Straw of the Week. Um I mean, so much happened. I know that lots of you, no, let me do this one because this one was very funny to me. Uh, Cameron, you know, the rapper Cameron that liked to wear the pink all of the time. He was trying to shoot his shot with Nia Long. So he DM'd her on Instagram and he said, um, hey, Stink, I was giving you some time to yourself till I reached out. She, she just got the news, like literally, when was the live show? 25th of September. It's not even the 25th of October. What do you mean you were giving her some time before reaching out? It's not even been three weeks, guy. Hey, Stink, I was giving you some time to yourself till I reached out. Your perseverance as a strong black woman through this turbulent time has been something to behold. You shouldn't be taken advantage of and exploited as you did nothing to deserve this, especially all over these sports networks. You're bigger and better than that. He spelled than as T-H-E-N. I just wanted to point that out. You're a queen. And by the way, I'm a king. Together we can achieve the greatness we were both destined, not destined, for as a couple. Une vie à vivre. That means we have one life to live. So now he knows French. Pardon my French. Lol. As I sit here sipping gazpacho. (laughs) As I sit here sipping gazpacho and watching the best man. I was inspired to reach out because you know, you know, because that's what I am. The best man for you. Jesus, Cameron. Hope to hear from you soon, Mia Moore, or should I say Nia Moore? (laughs) I leave you with this. The most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely technical. Until the next time the sun rises and the moon falls And he gave her a red heart, a purple heart, a red heart, a purple heart And finished with the what? A red heart Now he sent that DM He didn't get a response Shock horror He then decided to post that DM on Instagram On his main page, on his grid Um, And he wrote, uh, the caption says This was last week, still no response Angry face, angry face, angry face, hand over face, lol. Um, it's wild to me because men really just choose to be bottom barrel. Men really are like, men are mad. And I'm saying this loosely, men with a capital M, before you now tell me that I hate all men. Men are mad because... She's going through the greatest, one of the greatest humiliations of her life. Everybody talking about how this fucking idiot has cheated on her. Ra rah, rah. The sports networks are running it. Not even the, just the shade room or this or that. that like Everybody's running the thing. And then you think at this time is when you're going to come and message her with your discombobulated French. God punish you. God punish you and your pink phone and your fluffy hat. You're mad. Somebody can't be in heartbreak in peace. You've got to come and come and do your nonsense. I'm a king, me amor, or should I say me amor? Like, wow. 
Wow, Jesus of the pickup lines Take the wheel Jesus That got me Not gonna lie, that got me Because I just can't believe that people want to They choose to be that mad Um, Yeah uh, lots has been happening in America um, A white supremacist, Nathan Larson Who ran for office in Virginia On a platform to legalize child porn um, Was extradited to Fresno, California After investigators learned he traveled to the state from Virginia To abduct a 12-year-old girl he had groomed online um, He is now being found dead in custody um, I wonder if he was found dead Because maybe he would have revealed other people Who were part of his pedophile ring Or I don't know, the police officers did something right for once. I don't know. Um, I I don't condone, by the way, before you now say, but collectively, if you think that's okay for this, I, I was just, I was just seeing words and I just said the words that I saw. I don't know anything. Um, how can you be a child porn advocate unless you're a fucking prick? Unless you're a disgusting, demonic human being? Like, what else? But I think that there was much more linked to his actions there, who he was going to be um, abusing this girl with. And they were like, no, 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 no. We need to shut you up because you will definitely speak. And they killed him. Um, it's a very, very creepy story. And it shouldn't even really be so you mad. It should probably probably be in straw of the week. So I would just say, suck your mother, Nathan Larson. Let's just move that on swiftly. Suck your mother, Nathan Larson. Um, it says here he was a white supremacist who ran for public office in Virginia on a campaign to legalize child porn. He died in custody. Um, the U.S. Attorney's Office confirmed Nathan Larson died while being held in prison on felony charges for soliciting child pornography and a string of other offenses. Court documents indicating the criminal indictment against Larson has been dismissed. Um, had been dismissed was shared um, last week. Um, it says here, um, Nathan Larson died on the 18th of September, 2022. An order of dismissal in his case was filed on the 11th um, of October, 2022. I don't have any details on his death. Investigators learned he traveled to the, um, he, he was extradited from Fresno, California after investigators learned he had traveled to the state um, from Virginia in December, 2020 to abduct a 12 year old girl who he, who he had groomed online. According to the Fresno County Sheriff's Office, uh, Larson traveled to the girl's home and convinced her to sneak out of her house and then went to Fresno Airport. Um, Larson made the child wear a long hair wig to alter her appearance and also told her to act as though she was disabled and unable to speak to avoid having conversations with anyone while they made their way to the airport. Police later discovered that the flight had a layover in Denver, Colorado, where officers located Larson at the airport and managed to rescue the girl. She was returned to her family in Fresno, um, according to the police. On December 17th, Virginia police executed a search warrant at Larson's home. Um, while at the home... Larson's father, Arthur, was arrested for assault and battery after he reportedly assaulted a Homeland Security Investigations agent. In, Den in Denver, Larson was charged with a misdemeanor charge of harboring a minor, but also faced felony charges in Fresno County for kidnapping, child abduction, soliciting child pornography from a minor and meeting a child for the intention of sex. Larson previously ran three times for public office in Virginia with promises to legalize child pornography abolish the, and to abolish the Child Protective Services Department and to discourage women um, from going to college, um, according to um, newspaper reports. He lost um, each attempt to represent Virginians. So Virginians clearly have a little bit of sense. Um, 
In the 2018 political manifesto, Larson identified himself as a white supremacist and, and called Adolf Hitler a white supremacist hero. His manifesto also stated he, it was not fair that incels, also known as involuntary celibates, be forced to pay taxes for schools, welfare and other support um, for other men's children. Um in 2009, Larson was convicted of threatening to kill the president of the United States after he sent a detailed email or he sent a, a detailed email to the U.S. Secret Service. Um, at the time, George W. Bush was the outgoing president and Barack Obama was the incoming occupant of the White House. Um in, 2000, in October 2009, Larson was sentenced to 16 months in federal prison and ended up serving 14 months. So what I want to understand is like, how was he then able to run even for the position that he was trying to run for? Because surely, I mean, I, I don't understand how your laws work in America, but surely didn't you say that people who've been to prison can't vote anymore? Or is it particular charges that then, I don't get it. But all I know is that this guy was in broad daylight and it's the amount of chances that white men are given. White men are given so many chances for fuckery. And then it's when it's like almost like this, we're lucky that this baby girl is okay, but it could have gone another way. Then there was that other white politician in America that I heard about that was trafficking people and all of that. Like, what are you not looking at? What are you looking at? Like, why haven't you started brocking up these politicians? Because, hmm, well, that's a word for the times. Every time you try to speak out against the fuckery that politicians are doing, especially in the UK, they'll tell you, oh, but my God, remember Joe Cox and remember this and remember that we can, two things can be true at one time. The politicians are the Tory uh, government, scummy, disgusting. That needs to be said. Saying that people shouldn't say that is you trying to silence people and erase their their very, very valid concerns about the, the world that they're living in. To, all, to always throw out Well this happened Yeah we know that happened And that was a horrible Horrible tragedy And we know that Generally politicians Can be at risk From certain extremists We get that But when you're saying this You're telling us To remember that Remember that But meanwhile We also know that Diane Abbott got 45% um, Of the um, Hate mail That was sent to Female MPs It went to her But you're not doing Anything about that so why are you really talking? Because if you're going to be about it, be about it. But it doesn't sound like you want to be about it. You just want to silence people from talking about the things that they need to talk about. So Nathan Larson, well, enjoy hell. Enjoy hell. Say hi to whoever's there. Lisbeth, whoever, say hi to everybody that's there with you. Rot in hell, you bitch. Um, and I guess my last straw of the week goes out to Kanye West. Yep, Kanye West gets my last straw of the week Because at this point, you're a real fucking cunt Like, you've said some wild shit before You've said some anti-Semitic shit You've said that slavery was a choice You've said this, that You've come at Kim mad You've embarrassed and humiliated your children for your actions Every, You did your White Lives Matter fucking t-shirt You're now brethrens with Candace Owens and her crispy hair like you've done so many things And at every point You've got these people around you That keep giving you a bly No more Kanye West Yay Whatever you want to be called You're an absolute knobhead You're an absolute prick 
you're disgusting. You're a disgusting specimen of a human being. And I just hope that wherever your mother is, that she feels deeply, deeply, deeply ashamed in the, uh, in the, un, you know, the upside down or in the, whatever realm that she's in. I hope that she's looking at you and she's saying, what the fuck? What the fuck? She's saying, Donda Est. What is it? Where is? I'm trying to say, what is this? That's what she's saying. Because this is a fucking mess. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Kanye went on some kind of, was it a podcast? I don't know anymore. Every there, there are so many podcasts. Like, I don't know anymore. But he went on some kind of show, Sha, and um, he basically said the following. Let's just get that up for you. I watched the George Floyd documentary that Candace Owens put up. One of the things that his two roommates said was, they want a tall guy like me. They want a tall guy like me. And the day when he died, he said a prayer for, you know, eight minutes. Mm -hmm. He said a prayer for eight minutes. They hit him with the fentanyl. If you look, the, the guy's knee wasn't even on his neck like that. When he said, mama, mama is, is his girlfriend. They said he screamed for his mama. Mama was his girlfriend. It's in the documentary. But something that hit me that fucked me up when I was watching the documentary and it said they want a tall guy like me. When I looked at that image of him, this tall black dude with the bald head, he reminded me of somebody else. Who do you think he reminded me of? Virgil. He reminded me of Virgil. You know what I'm saying? I'm not finna cry in front of y'all because that's how they get me, right? Right. But I know that we lost him. And I know that this white company, Louis Vuitton, is now making statues of him, like as a martyr. And we don't know why exactly. We say it's cancer. But I yeah. mean, I mean, um, I, I want to be careful with this subject because. Wait a second, but tell me, mm -hmm. could you even really run this interview? Because Mav yeah. didn't run my interview. Right. You know what I'm saying? They blocked me out. The Jewish media blocked me out. Oh, this up. shit lit, right? I'm lit, right? I'm lit. I'm lit. You know what I'm saying? JP Morgan, I put $140 million into JP Morgan and they treated me like shit. So if JP Morgan Chase is treating me like that, how they treating the rest no, of y'all? That's outrageous, yeah. And this, this murder was for Chase accounts. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I am outraged. Mm -hmm. By the time people always, they want to calm it down. Because no matter what, you didn't yeah. break no law. I didn't break a law. No matter I didn't what, break the, a law. The bank shouldn't be a judge or jury on right. anything that's but going on. But this is, right. it's, it's like a social contract. Candace Owens has a word for it. I'm forgetting. But it's basically like, they told Candace Owens she couldn't hang out with me. You know, I'm here. I, I You're a fool. You're an actual fool. You're a stupid, stupid fool. You're disgusting. You are an absolutely disgusting individual. Like, again, we can hold space for people and say that, oh, but consider his mental health, this, that, this, that. Actually, to keep putting what he's doing and saying that, oh, remember his mental health, you're doing a, a disservice to other people who are experiencing mental illnesses because they haven't jumped up to come and do this motherfucking shit that he's doing. So you saw a black man be murdered. You saw him be murdered. That video was shared absolutely everywhere. This is the kind of fucking prick that like, again, stay with me. Um, let's say that Kanye was um, around during the time that Emmett Till was killed. This is the kind of fucking prick that would say, yeah, but 
how do we know that it was he was even killed by white people? And at the end of the day, okay, so he was, you know, he was killed by these people. But like, you know, black people were there too. So can we call it a racist attack if black people helped them to kill Emmett Till? That, you know, like, you you just look at the fact that this present time that we're living in, we're literally making history. And this motherfucker will be a part of history. And that is wild to me. That is so wild to me that somebody can say that just like, because if a white person, and we know that white people have, but if a white person rolled up and said this, we would have everything under the sun to say about them. But I'm seeing people commenting under this video and going, yeah, but you know, I want to watch the video again and I can't really see the knee being that heavy. Shut up. Shut up, you fucking idiot. Shut the fuck up. You ridiculous raggedy bitch. Shut up. What kind of Pilates did you think that Derek Chauvin was doing that would mean that he could place his knee on somebody's neck and not be putting all of that pressure? Oh, he died from fentanyl. Does it matter? He was killed by police. That is what we're coming back to. What are you even talking about? They say he was calling out for his mum. He was calling out for his girlfriend. He was calling out for somebody, you raggedy hoe. I don't know what is in Kardashian pussy that has you lot fucked up in this way. And at the same time, I'm careful to not even be misogynistic in that way and put it on Kim per se, um, or the, you know, the, um, the clowns of Calabasas. I don't really want to put it on them, um, or the Calabasas clan, the Kardashian, uh, the Kardashian clan of Calabasas. I don't want to put it on them because the thing is you were this kind of person before you met Kim. In fact, you wanted Kim as a way for you to be able to express these views because you wanted to marry your way into white power. You wanted to marry, you wanted to pay your way into white power. That's why you're vexed because Louis Vuitton, Adidas, um, uh, what is it, JP Morgan, all of them lot aren't taking you seriously because they see you for the fucking coon that you are. They chop your money, they chop your ideas and tell you to get the fuck out because they're, they're bad mind, fine, but you're bad mind too. I feel no sympathy for you So I don't even want to put it on Kim like that But at the same time You lot love to choose the black men That are absolutely just fucked up And then use their proximity And their, to use their blackness And their maleness to, 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 to leverage that For the space that you want to occupy with, um, Within this kind of culture and now that you're done, you've discarded them and then you're moving on and you're moving into your white woman era. It's all very interesting to see where, and I feel like there is no black and white in this situation. Kanye West is both the blade and the wound. Um, and that's sad. That's sad. And while you want to make time to understand the wound, you can't help but realize that he's still swishing that blade about and that is his disingenuous way of using his um, alleged intellect. He is a very, very ridiculous and dangerous man. And I've never wanted to call on, on the ancestors so much before to rewire a jaw shut. Through the wire, shut that wire fucking down. Shut, don't, I don't want to hear any motherfucking thing through that wire. Shut it down. Because it's too much. It's too much. It's 808 and it's breaking my heart. Stop talking. Because, and then Sarah Silverman, you fucking dickhead, you shut the fuck up too. 
about I don't see black people saying and being outraged by this situation with Kanye West. We've been outraged and we've been telling you all of you lot. We've been telling you for the longest time that this guy is a problem. We've been telling you lot. But he didn't care because when he was doing all of that, he was doing it to black people. Of course, we recognize that there are black Jews. But then white Jewish people are now raising their voices. You specifically talking about, oh, why aren't black people outraged by this? You're not taking anti-Semitism seriously enough. We are taking it seriously, which is why we told you before he got to his anti-Semitic rant, he'd been doing wild things before. He'd been doing very, very wild things before. And it's only now when we get to this point that it's like, okay, we need to deplatform him. And I just wonder when we'll live in a world where the deplatforming happens when it's specifically anti-blackness. Before it becomes a myriad of other issues, it would be it would be very affirming if it could happen at the stage of anti-blackness solely. But that is a conversation for another day. His um, anti-Semitic comments were abhorrent. They were disgusting. And you're really galvanizing people to go and do some fuck shit. Like, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. But, you know, don't let your anti-blackness, your own anti-blackness, means that you're twisting your lips to come and speak to black people about they should have done this and they should have done that. What have you been doing for black people apart from wearing blackface? What have you been doing apart from defending your right to say nigger? What, What have you been doing, Sarah? Fucking idiot. Like, it's just wild to me that in plain view, we could be getting tormented and tormented and tormented all the time and people don't take it seriously until the person goes way too far. And then it's like, yeah, okay. But to me, it's like, I even say way too far. He'd gone way too far already, but he'd gone way too far in a particular direction. It was like, ah, shut that shit down. We need to do better cohesively is what I think. Like there has to be outrage across the board when it pertains to anti-blackness specifically. I'm disgusted. I'm just so, so disgusted. And I really feel bad and and for George Floyd's family that they'll have to see that, that Kanye, a black man, like you are, you're a fully fledged puppet of white supremacy and you don't give a fuck. But you need to understand just the same thing that I said about Kwasi Kwarteng. You can be an agent of white supremacy, but you forget you're just an agent. An agent can be fired at any motherfucking time. That is that. That is literally on period. So Kanye, suck out. Suck out through that wired jaw, you bitch. That's that for this week, I think. I think I've said enough. I think I've said all of the things. My hands feel really nice and soft. Hmm, interesting. Um, but yeah, that's that for this week. Uh, like I said, remember that I will be seeing you in Manchester Sunday, 11th of December. Come and party with me. I feel like that's going to be cute. That can be a late one. I look for nearby clubs as well. I mean, maybe not much is happening on Sunday, but we have the venue um, until a little bit late. So that'll be cute. So 11th of December, the tickets will go on sale on um, next week, Monday, fingers crossed. And the affirmation cards can be found on kelechiocarfor.com forward slash shop. Uh, you could pre-order my book, like I said, Edge of Here. Uh, I'll try and provide a link for that. Mm, I think, yeah, follow me on at Collection of Coffee or at Say Your Mind Pod. Remember to join the newsletter on my website as well. Ooh, I think that that's it. Send your letters and everything that you want to share with me to sym at kelechiocarfor.com. Yeah, I, feel, I, I hope I've covered everything and I haven't forgotten anything. But that's that. 
I've been Kaleshi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. Anyway, I'll speak to you next week. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Help you sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hot time's calling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind